0: And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Park, All Ireland football champion for
1: 1949. All oh, beautiful me, you got all what I need.
0: <laughs> Dimsey hits Davenfear. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Column Coyle hitting Infinity.
1: This is Colm's first punch. Finity, delayed reaction,
0: looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets
1: 2-10, Dublin 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet other the football champions.
0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. We're coming to you on location from 41 Venue in Navan. We want to thank the lads for allowing us to record our podcasts here every week and we encourage anybody who is going out for um, a pint or maybe even a bite to eat in an avon to call in to the lads here. Uh, great service on the drink and uh, great service on their gourmet takeaway bar, takeaway food bar that is. Um, on this week's podcast we're going to be previewing and reviewing all the football finals and semi-finals that were played and that are coming up. We're going to have a look over some of the ladies football and camogie, we're going to be looking at Leinster Club hurling. We're going to go and have another look at the new MeGAA GAA app. And uh, we'll be running a competition in conjunction with that app as well. Uh, Stay tuned for more details of that. We'll also be uh, having a quick look over the National Football League 2018 fixtures, the Football League fixtures that will include Mead in Division Two of the National Football League. We'll have a quick look at some handball results. Well, one in particular that would be of interest to Mead people, and we might even have a quick look at some of the tweets we got during the week. I'm delighted to be joined by the Mead Pro Larger Than Life, Mr.
1: Martin O'Halloran. Martin, how are you keeping? Yeah, great. Very exciting weekend gone. Uh, as you say, we're in the business end of the season now, so uh, plenty to talk about. Plenty to. Look back on and an awful lot more to look forward to.
0: Yeah, there is indeed. And had you a good weekend yourself? I know yeah. that you were in Park Tolton for a lot of the weekend,
1: but you did get to enjoy yourself as well. Oh, yeah, well, you were sure you yourself. That's what life is all about. There's plenty of places in Avon for a lad to enjoy himself. But um, we were in Park There with some great games up there. Um, you know, it's become that way the last couple of weeks, the whole weekend full of matches hurling and football. So uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, did you? I did
0: indeed, yeah. And uh, it was great to be on the winning side as well, I suppose. But uh, uh, to bring it back to the actual podcast and uh, the reviews and previews, I think what we'll do is we'll go back a couple of weeks because last week we mentioned it on the podcast and that was the ladies' senior championship final that took place. And that was between Boards Mill and Old Castle. And Old Castle, the outsiders in this final... Um, went on to win it um, on a scoreline of one goal and nine points to a goal and six. Their first ever senior championship trophy. And uh, to do it in Simonstown, at a packed house in Simonstown, there was nearly a thousand people um, at the game in Simonstown, which is a wonderful indictment of of the way ladies football is going at at the moment in lead.
1: It's a remarkable achievement for uh, Oldcastle. But, uh, you know, it reflects on the area as well. There's a great love of Gaelic games over there. And uh, it's great to see that it's now filtered down to the ladies' game as well. But as you say, uh, the attendance is that these matches are incredible. I was looking at a game in Clonus recently, the junior uh, replay uh, with Fermanagh. And they really filled the stand. And, uh, you know, that's no mean achievement. So ladies' football is on a high. they have great sponsors um, I've seen recently there was a blitz uh, for married ladies and that type of thing uh, for football and nearly 4,000 people turned out at the different venues. So it's, it's no great surprise that it's, you know, uh, it's become so popular and I think become even more popular. They beat Boards Mill in the final. Uh, Boards Mill are a good established uh, team over the years so they'll be delighted with that. Yeah, the, the celebrations were done for a couple of days over there. I'd say they did, but now they're getting
0: prepared for a semi-final, a Leinster Senior Championship semi-final against a much fancied Foxrock of Cabinteely, and um, that's going to take place on Saturday, the fourteenth of October, at which was last Saturday, I believe. Um, uh, at 3 o'clock in Bray we'll try and get the result of that one um, it was in Bray Emmett's GAA ground but Oldcastle. Castle um, I suppose to, just to bring it back to their championship final win and Jane and Kira Brown the joint captains um, raising the cup um, you know it was a wonderful day for them and um, and, and a wonderful day for the Oldcastle team. And you look through it and uh, Sarah O'Reilly scoring five points, all from frees, you know, that means that they've obviously got a good free taker. And then Joanna Byrne scoring a goal on four um, from full forward. It, it, it's a remarkable achievement, uh, and especially the fact that they beat a well-fancied Boards Mill team um, in the final.
1: Yeah, I no, was just looking at the, the tweets and postings on social media. They were fantastic you know and the ladies are seem to just have got their act together over there and I wish them every success in the future
0: yeah and it was six years after winning their intermediate championship um, a wonderful wonderful win for the Old Castle girls and um, anybody who wants to read up on that uh, final go on to thehoganstand.com um, Mead slash Mead and you'll get a full write-up there um, as the ladies from Oldcastle uh, run supreme in the senior championship uh, final. Absolutely brilliant day for them um, and I suppose then to move it on to the uh, last Saturday that was the Saturday beforehand was the ladies but last Saturday saw the Junior C final, the Curtain raiser 2 and um, the um, the senior championship semi-final between Simonson and Wolf Tones, but the junior C final saw Delique Belliestown take on Blackhall Gales, and uh, Delique Belliestown ended up winning this, and um, I suppose they go on now to win that trophy, bring it back to uh, Delique Belliestown, and and, and it was a, a trophy that both clubs needed, but it was Delique who, who who won that one.
1: Yeah, like, you know, it, It gives everybody a lift in the club. It's been a very difficult year for the league, They had some very difficult uh, results earlier in the year with their senior teams. And they've now been uh, relegated down to the Intermediate Football Championship. But this gives them something to work on. You know, uh, there was great excitement as well in the presentation and the whole lot. So, you know, this... There's no such thing as, you know, no matter what title you're playing for, is absolutely crucial. You know, in some great performances, Peter Collins and Kieran McGrogan, and all of those people who work hard, uh, David Crosby in the half-back line and Keane Kelly, they all work very hard. You know, and it was a, a good win. And Black Hall, Gales, Liam Keane, a great man, Liam, Liam Keane, solicitors Dunshockland. Liam is a great man uh, for uh, training teams and getting teams going. So, a uh, hard look for him and his Black Hall team, also. Yeah, and a big shout out there to Lou Keaney, who came on um,
0: after, I think it was about 14 minutes for. Um, uh, Jake McGrogan, and uh, he ended up scoring four points, one being a forty-five. But that's a no mean feat for
1: a guy to come off the bench and score four points as well. Certainly not, and it does. suppose it's, it's become a cliche now. You know, you know all about coming off the bench yourself, Michael, and scoring. <laughs> and I think that might be mentioned later, but it, it is becoming a, a bit of a cliche that it is more than the fifteen lads that are you know on the field. It's those who are on the bench, they all have a part to play on the day and this is another example when called in, Luke stood up and was counted, well done Luke. Well a
0: seamless link into the next game that we're going to um, review and that was the Fairy House Steel um, Senior Championship Semi-Final between Simonstown and Wolf Tones, um, this game finishing on a scoreline of Simonstown 4 goals and 9, uh, Wolf Tones 1 goal and 13 and the old cliche comes into play here, goals wins games and uh, the four goals of Simon's turn were the nail in the coffin for Wolf Tones, really?
1: Well, they certainly were. And, uh, you know, Wolf Tones were very much in, in this game. They were, I remember looking up at as, uh, the scoreboard uh, and they were winning by three points in 27 minutes, in the game. And, you know, they were every bit, they were competing for the ball at every level and they were every bit as good. And then, you know, uh, you would come down the other end of the field... And, Uh, I think it was Nathan O'Brien got a a great goal we won't mention anything about the celebrations oh we have to mention the celebrations (laughs) so we do
0: that's one of the things we definitely have to do was uh, mention Nathan O'Brien's celebration it went viral um, all over the interweb Um, Nathan Scoring a magnificent team goal. It was a brilliant bit of play through the hands from the players. I think it started off with Tobin in the corner, crossfield ball into um, Breen Condon. Breen Condon slipped a pass through, then to Nathan. Nathan feigned onto the right, turned onto the left foot, drilled it into the net, turned along the end line, and then did the air drums. Uh, towards the camera, um, which the cameraman got perfectly, and it went out uh, vir- it went viral then um, but a great celebration from Nathan for a great goal
1: as well yeah, great goal, and obviously, you have uh, rehearsed this because uh, I was on Twitter um, just recording the fact on me Twitter that there actually was a goal, but you seem to have seen the uh, the whole event, but look. <laughs> that particular goal it would seem to have changed the game and uh, you know you just went in two or three points and maybe four points ahead at half time from looking like you were likely to be behind Mm -hmm. so uh, as you say goals win games and the first half of that game uh, it was hard for Simons Town Gales because Seamus Kenny went off and and well, he'd a fairly able replacement, if you don't mind me saying, in Connor Nash, but a yeah, you know, similar size man, I suppose. Si- similar size, yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about their hearts now, you know. Yes, yes of course. Know, I wouldn't even imagine that uh, Connors would be as big as as Champions is. But having said that, you know, uh, you know, Niall Kane was he, He's not available, was he? Niall, no, he wasn't yeah. available as well. You know, he
0: was injured in the uh, last group game um, in uh, Dunshockland. Um, but he is on his way back, I believe, to full fitness.
1: Yeah, and so w- when all these things put into place, you know, you, uh, a team manager, he puts out his best 15 that he thinks he has on the day, and then when you have to change that uh, after 15 minutes, it's not easy, you know. But, uh, like as I say, Connor Nash is not exactly any, an ordinary player to be bringing on, so, you know, uh, it was a big boost to you. But, as you said, the goals before half-time and... Uh, what a performance by Mark McCabe. He seems to be getting better as he gets older. I believe he's 30 years of age now, but the last couple of games I've seen him playing were outstanding.
0: And the last couple of years of mm. Mark McCabe have been outstanding. If you ask me, he's a wonderful, wonderful footballer, um, a, a, a magnificent uh, uh, a player for Simonstown to have but you mentioned Conor Nash and I just want to say as well that to stay tuned over the next couple of weeks because we will be having an exclusive interview with Conor Nash, um, of course he's, uh, during the, the the winter months he's probably home here in Navon, in, in, in Simonstone um, but he does play for the Hawthorns in uh, Australia so uh, he is coming in to give us an interview so stay tuned for that interview and we'll move on then to the Sunday games um, and the junior D final took place uh, as the curtain raiser to the senior semi-final between Summerhill and Gail Kill. And we spoke about it last week, the influence of one player on a team. <laughs> now, this was... Th- this game was played under terrible conditions in Park Tolsham, but it didn't lack for effort, heart and spirit. Um, it finished on a scoreline of 13 points to Karen Ross, six points to Longwood, um, and I suppose the standout performance on the day, well, there was a few players for Karen Ross, but the man who got on the scoreboard the most was Ollie Murphy, scoring four points, two from freeze and two from play, on his 42nd birthday as well, I believe, Martin. And what a way to celebrate your
1: 42nd yeah, birthday. Yeah, look at... That performance, if you, if you look at that Junior D uh, as well, we, we spoke last week of Ollie Murphy. You know, he was always the man you were going to speak about, but, my well, God, he didn't let us down, and his passion for the game. But if you just look uh, at that Cairna team, and, you know, you have the Comiskies and the Yours, and, you know, all of those people, the Farrellys and two Murphys, so these have given everything to the, their club. These are, the, these are the names. These are the families that are involved in, in Cairna Ross. Uh, week in week out and it was great to see and their enthusiasm was fantastic and you know uh, Brendan Cummins um, when he was presenting the trophy he did mention Ollie Murphy and the fact it was you know um, his birthday and you know, all of that. And it just added to it. I, I, I've never seen anyone get the standing ovation for a Junior D football championship final. And it was totally deserved. The standing you know, ovation,
0: it has to be said, didn't just come from the Karen Ross people. Mm-hmm. It came from everybody oh, It was, everybody, was in yeah. Park Talchon yeah. Uh, last Sunday. And, and you couldn't take it away from him. And I think that showed the respect that he's held in throughout the whole county, that the Longwood people stood up to give him a standing ovation. He did go off with an injury. He seemed to tweak his hamstring, making a, a 30, 40-meter dash for a ball. He just seemed to tweak his hamstring. But, you know, it was going to catch up with him eventually because he was making them uh, darting runs mm. across the field for the for the 40, 50 minutes that he was on the field. And again, as I say, it was just... Beautiful to see that everybody in Park Tolson um, uh, showed yeah. the respect. Well, that's,
1: that's the GEA family. There's a, a great understanding, you know, of players. Twenty-one years ago, uh, nineteen ninety-six. You know, Ollie won an uh, All Ireland, magnificent that day. Here he is, twenty-one years later with his club, and um, I'm one hundred percent sure uh, Ollie Murphy wouldn't. Wouldn't swap last Sunday's moment for anything. He was there with his family and the whole lot. And it was great to see. And, you know, Longwood played their part in this, you know. Uh, They tried their best too. They're an intermediate side. Just as you mentioned, just
0: as you mentioned Longwood, because um, it has to be said that this scoreline probably flattered Karen Ross just a little bit because Longwood had as much possession, if not more possession, of the ball. It's just they weren't as clinical in front of the goals as Karno Ross. That's, that was the only difference between the two teams on the day, was that Karen Ross were able to convert their chances, and Longwood missed a few frees, missed a few shots in the first half um, that
1: had Karen Ross had them. Colonel Ross would have slotted them over the back. Yeah, they probably would have. But uh, you often wonder why on the day these things actually happen. And yes, Longwood they did have an awful lot of the ball. And I, I know their lads as well, Aaron Ennis and uh, Christy O'Brien and all those lads who were involved um, with that particular club. Mickey Healy playing in the half-forward line, a big strong man. you know And they put everything into the club um, in Longwood as well. They have a nice clubhouse, beautiful facilities over there. So you never like to see anybody lose in the final. But, you know, if if last Sunday, if anyone was to win, it was just a perfect setting for me, GEA. And, you know, and Ollie Murphy did make that and he deserves all the credit. And, and anyone who's on social media over the weekend... Uh, would see how he was uh, how appreciated all over the country, um, never mind just in County Mead. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was Ollie Murphy's day last Sunday, and, and that's just the reality of
0: it. It was indeed, and I'm just going to mention a few people from Longwood or a few players that I thought were excellent as well. Although um, uh, Olly Murphy did have a, game, a good game, he was being marked by Kenneth Cleary, the full-back, and Kenneth Cleary as well. In fairness to him, Ollie is known for his goal-scoring prowess, and in the semi-final, he scored two goals and three points. Kenneth Cleary kept him to points. He kept him to two points from play. He stopped him a couple of times as he was going for goal. I thought that he had a great game. And the Dixon at centre-back was on an awful amount of ball. He absolutely tried and gave it his, his everything. He was very unlucky. Owen Weir in the half-back line. ably he helped him as well. Michael Weir in midfield, again, just... Endlessly going up and down the field, and then David Flynn at centre forward again. He, he was magnificent. I thought that uh, you know he was in an awful amount of ball, but Karen Ross were just not going to let them through. Then the Karen Ross side, um, Keen Yor, the wing back was exceptional up and down the field. Took a couple of big hits as well. Uh, Eamon Comiskey was uh, brilliant at at centre-back. Dylan Fox in midfield and Piers Fleming did a lot of running up and down the field. And it was great to see Brian Comiskey, Benny Murphy and Ollie Murphy and Ollie Farley as well. Paddy Smith and Dean Connell. The full the whole forward line were were excellent. And the amount of... Running, they got through
1: was was exceptional. Well, I think we've mentioned everybody there now. Well, we we have. If there was anyone in the crowd that we might uh, have left out, we're sorry about that. But look, (laughs) I'm not sure the people at home could realise what actually did happen. There was, you know, last Sunday was just it was a special day. It was great. a and played in played very hard conditions. Yeah, it was uh, very
0: windy and wet. Very windy and wet, and, and the wind, rain was teeming down and we still got a very, very good game of football. And just before we move on from that, I just want to go to one of the tweets that we got in um, during the week. It was actually uh, yesterday or today this came through, and it was from Canaros GFC. On behalf of Canaros GFC, I want to extend our appreciation for the coverage you provided of our Junior D final at the weekend. It may not have been the most high-profile game in me this year, but it meant a lot to family and friends who were tuned in from places like Scotland, England, Perth, Sydney, Wellington, Florida, Canada, Vietnam and Frankfurt. Also, we were wondering if it was possible to get a copy of the DVD for those people. we look into that, so we will. Keep up the good work. Uh, regards, Damien McArdle, the PRO of Karen Ross. And we just want to say... Thanks so much, Damien Mcardle, um, for getting in contact. with us. I know, you got in contact with me last week just to give a few players um, that weren't able to make it to the game a shout out. That was Paddy Nugent, Peter Carpenter, and of course a man who uh, came who played against Longwood earlier in the championship. That was Kieran McDonald, uh, or Kieran McDonald. He's away in Australia. You weren't able to fly him home the last day. He has played along when he chipped in with 1-4. So we're giving him another shout-out and uh, we're probably making him a bit more homesick. But again, want to say thank you to Damien McCardle, the P.R.O. of Carnaross. It's great to hear
1: stuff like that. And it means that we're doing not a bad job anyway, Martin. No, as you looked at, again, it's the diaspora, what this is all about, Exactly. You know? uh, Scotland,
0: so, England, Perth, yeah. Sydney, Wellington, Florida, Canada, Vietnam and Frankfurt. That's where the
1: people were turned yeah, and we f- welcome tweets from any of those people to tell us that they are actually listening to it in the future. So it should be great if they could... Uh, give us a mention and tell us what to like about the programme and about any of our games that we're streaming as well.
0: Do indeed get in contact with us. You can get us at We Are Mead on the Twitter machine. You can find us on Facebook or you can get in contact with Martin, the PRO of the Mead County Board. So that was the Junior D final uh, last uh, Sunday in Park Tolchin. Great day it was. And then, of course, that was the curtain raiser to the Ferry House Steel Senior Championship semi-final between Summerhill and Gale Column Kill. This was uh, a, a huge Huge game in the Mead calendar. Uh, the winner of this moving on to the final uh, to be played on the Bank Hall the weekend, Sunday the Bank Hall the, the Sunday of Bank yeah, Hall. Holiday definitely holiday be weekend.
1: on the Sunday, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's all Summer Hill taking on Kells, and Summer Hill won this in the scoring of one fourteen to nine points. But up until the 16th minute of the second half, actually up until the 20th minute of the second half, there was only two points between these teams. Um, and it was in the final uh, uh, third or final quarter of this game where Summerhill pulled away, a scoring a goal and four points unanswered um, to uh, see them through to the final. A good performance from Summerhill, it has to be said. It was Kells, a good, good. probably. A couple of injuries and a couple of players missing. Well, they had Fionn
1: Reilly and Mickey Foley and uh, you know one of the Ferguson's uh, weren't available to them, and you know that's a lost any club. But they set their stall out uh, fairly early. Uh, Gail Column Kill, uh, Lar Wall had them well drilled, and there wasn't a whole lot of space for uh, Summerhill if anyone was as. Ashbourne last um, last Tuesday night. You would have seen that the the Daltons and Barry Dardis and Co were doing an awful lot of running off the ball. So they were well marked, and I have to give great credit to Summerhill because it's not easy to uh, win a quarter final of a senior football championship game on a Tuesday night and come out and then be the fitter team. Well, looked like they were the fitter team by actually scoring more in the last quarter of the game than the yeah. team they were playing. You know, And of course, so,
0: Brian, Brian Hanlon, or Bino Hanlon as they call him, he went off with about 15, 12 or 15 minutes to go in that game um, with a concussion, um, got a big knock in the head. Uh, it was an innocuous challenge where two players collided. But he was a big loss to Kells in the in final 10-15 uh, minutes.
1: He was, he was. But, you know, there's 15 minutes in the game to be played before that. So I wouldn't exactly say that was the changing part. And I think uh, the forwards for Summerhill... Um, were more accurate on the day Mm -hmm. you know and uh, Barry Dardis he had a very good week he seems like he's you know he was a very good miner. now he seems to be developing into a very good uh, footballer with with county potential Uh, at centre forward I was quite impressed with him Uh, you know you have inter-county players like David Larkin you know, you'd uh, Sean Dalton, uh, Davy Dalton, like Davy's outstanding footballer. You've, as I said last week, the two Rhines, Ross and... Uh, Willie. G- you know, Willie, there's actually three Rhines right, no on, on, on the team. Right. You know, early Hughes, they're all fits uh, from kil- playing Hurling with Kiltail. You know, so they've had a long season and yet they still seem to be, you know... Very hungry. Com- very hungry and uh, they, con- they continued. A lot of that has to do with uh, John Lyons' <clears throat> John is their manager. Very disciplined. Um, he bought Nafina to a county final um, a couple of years back, uh, which they lost to Summerhill. It must be difficult for a Summerhill man to be managing a team <laughs> playing against his own team. But being the professional uh, that he is, uh, you know, he obviously did a great job with Nafina that that year, and they were quite unlucky. And but. This has the it to be a sensational final. This really has. Summerhill have all the tradition. They, they go back, you know, half a century of delivering very, very good teams, traditional teams, you know, against the team uh, Simonstown-Gales. Simonstown won their first one last year, you know, and they'll be just as hungry to show that they can retain this title. So there's everything to play for next week. Really, yeah, I know that'll be more part of what we're doing next week, but... I would type of say that there are. Uh, I notice boat clubs are selling jerseys at the moment, selling hats, selling flags, all of those type of things uh, to put up um, around your areas around the clubhouse and the houses leading up to it. I'm sure Summerhill will be will have their usual uh, bunting across the place. And the other thing we'll be saying this year: the tickets for the match will be available by the weekend, by this weekend, or early Monday or Tuesday. You know, instead of having to come to Park Dalton, uh, queue up and all of that, you'll have your ticket, buy your ticket in advance. We expect to be in Summerhill maybe on Friday week. And here in Navan, there'll be tickets on sale, the usual outlets, Jack Kiernan's and, and all of that for people uh, supporting Simon Gales. So that's, that's all that is designed to do is make it easier. Just to make it more accessible, yeah, get come, your tickets early. Yeah, get your tickets. Come we, in and out of Park Talton. You know, enjoy the county final. Come in early, and, and you know, don't ha- don't be worrying about queuing up or things of like that, or trying to get change and all those type of things on the day. So it's just as you said, easy access to the county final.
0: Yeah, we will be previewing the county final next week. So um, we'll leave it on that note um, because we have bigger fish to fry for this weekend. Um, I suppose the thing to take away from that is that there will be tickets available in Summerhill and in Simonston um, by the weekend, and uh, you know you'll be able to get your tickets and be prepared for the following week. But um, this weekend coming, we do have the intermediate football final. That is the Mead Potato uh, Intermediate Final, and that will see St Michael's taking on Curra Ha in the final. The Ha's. Who won the um, junior championship two years ago through to uh, an intermediate final, um, which is a, a magnificent accomplishment for them, and St Michael's. Um, I suppose. The two 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 dark horses going into this final and it's gonna be a wonderful day in Park Tolchin. Sunday this Sunday, three PM in Park Tolchin. Um you know, get in early for this game. This is gonna be a cracker.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, although I from the start of the year, I would have given St. Michael's uh, a big chance. Uh, Couragas are an emerging team. Um, it's their first ever intermediate final. This is, you know, It's a magnificent achievement uh, for the club. Uh, Stephen Morgan, their manager, he has them ready. They have an awful lot of pace, uh, an awful lot of good players. You know, uh, They'll be captained by Neil Shortall. Neil has plenty of experience. He's a very good footballer himself. Conor Moriarty you know another guy with uh, plenty of experience James McEntee one of the finest footballers in County Mead you know David Toner so you know they have the potential they're, they're not they're there in merit yeah,
0: these absolutely. are quality footballers yeah. uh,
1: people who know their football in County Mead knows those particular footballers you know uh, so they'll be coming with full belief that they're going to win Yes, and, uh, and St. Michael's have
0: know, have, a, have a couple of live wires, I suppose. Um, if you look at Kieran Lynch, who scored one six in the in the semi final over Knobber, uh, Oran meeting the full forward, again scored one goal and three. Um, you know, and you have David Lynch, Shane McDonald, all uh, chipping in with, with scores as well. So, uh, what I saw of, of St. Michael's was that they've got a lot of pace and they've got a lot of youth in their team, mixed with a bit of experience. So,
1: you know, there are going to be no Dawes, as they say, going into this final either. Certainly will not. There's three Lynches in the uh, half hour line, David Lynch, Carrie Lynch and Roland Lynch. Yep. I wonder how they related, I presume they are. In Ray in Ray Riley, very good player, yeah. or in mehan, McDonald. So they've a very, very strong um, they a very strong forward uh, line so that both teams have actually got a, a strong forward line so does that mean we're going to have a lot of scores I, I hope so well, weather you know, permitting, mm.
0: I, I, I suppose weather permitting should make this you know, a cracking final but we are looking at we're just after getting over Orfe- uh, Ophelia, the storm Ophelia and, and we're looking apparently at another storm, storm Brian coming in for Friday or Saturday so hopefully it'll have calmed down a bit by Sunday and let this game go ahead under perfect conditions Oh absolutely
1: and uh, uh, Jamie O'Reilly at fullback, the uh, St. Michael's captain, he won't be giving away a whole lot, so the full forward will know that he's in the game um, as, as well. And I just know also on that particular team, there's uh, two O'Connells. Why would the game be played uh, from St. Michael's if there wasn't an O'Connell on it? Um, you know, it's uh, 30 years ago since the, the great Martin O'Connell, one of St. Michael's greatest ever footballers, um, one on All-Ireland, the first of his three All-Irelands and uh, he's been from St. Michael's, Carolinstown and Kilbeg and uh, they're really they just love football over there and I know that I, that's also a bit of a cliche but all these parishes, all these clubs they're so passionate about um, about their club and you can be sure uh, that passion will be brought with great colour The you know, uh, the red and black of St. Michael's with the green and gold of Curaha. Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere in Park Tolton on Sunday and we really are looking forward to it. Yeah,
0: it really is going to be a great final between these two teams next Sunday at 3pm in Park Tolton. Get in as early I'm as possible. I'm just wondering,
1: well, we were speaking about lads last weekend uh, in their 40s. What about the great St. Michael's man, dohi Regan? Uh, Dahi has... Uh, you know he's a habit of popping up in these places. I just seen him on the bench the last day, so I wonder will we get a cameo appearance from him?
0: It'd be great to yeah. see Doherty getting onto the field, all right. Um, um, I know what it's like to be hitting that type of age myself, and 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 to be still playing football. Similar to Ollie Murphy, uh, it'd be great to see Doherty Regan. Uh, on the field for but Saint Michael's,
1: you did score a point last weekend. We're and sure that's when you come on as a sub, you managed to score, did you? Uh, well, uh, the,
0: the the referee has it down that the, flag up, the flag you? went up. <laughs> the flag went up. The flag <laughs> went up. But uh, ah, look, as long, as long as I'm helping out the team, that's the main thing. But uh, I'll uh, hope. Modesty
1: as always. Michael. I'll,
0: thank you. Hopefully, I'll try and uh, help out the the team in the in the finals as They just to mentioned it
1: there. Uh, we're always great to the people here in the 41. We also just want a bit of a shout-out to our friends in O'Brien's Sandwich Bar. Who gave us the uh, pre match meal, as they say, this evening? So we're very grateful for that. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, they did indeed.
0: They gave, us the, the they, they gave us the fuel to uh, kick on and do a second half of this podcast, which we're just about to get into. But just as we hit half time, we're going to give you uh, uh, the um, competition that we're going to run here on the We Are Mead podcast. It's in conjunction with the Mead GAA app. Um, for anybody who hasn't downloaded the app, get onto uh, your Android phone or get onto your iOS um, phone and get uh, downloading the app because anybody who downloads the app before next Monday will be entered into a competition for two tickets to the Fairy House Steel Senior Championship Final, which will take place Sunday week um, on the bank holiday. But this is only running until next Monday, so please get on and uh, download the app um, and uh, get into that competition Uh, there's already about 1500 people or 2000 people have downloaded it but the more people that download it uh, the more the better the streaming service will be for everybody um, for these games but get onto that get the app downloaded and get yourself into that competition for two tickets to the fairy house steel senior football final now if you're in australia and you win those tickets, I'm afraid you'll have to find your own way home, or if you're in Thailand, or if you're in uh, uh, Frankfurt, or any of those places that the Karen Ross people are listening in, Canada, <laughs> England, Scotland, you will have to find your way, own way home, or you can uh, give them to a friend of yours, um, a friend of your choice. So do get in, uh, Do get that downloaded, and next Tuesday we will announce here on the podcast, and on Twitter, and on Facebook, who has won those tickets to the uh, senior championship final and just on that while we're talking about the app um it's a, it's a wonderful app it has to be said um it's got great content it's got uh, it's got voting systems for manning the matches it's got <clears throat> results it's got fixtures it's got everything it's also got the live streaming now i know <clears throat> excuse me i know that last weekend we did have a problem on uh, sunday streaming the first match but i have an official um um Point from the uh, county board and the, the lads who run the app. Um, uh, you can email column at sportego.ie. That's column c o l m at s p o r t e g o dot i e. That's column at sportego.ie uh, with any um, uh, problems or uh, complaints you want uh, to voice about the problems uh, with. The broadcast last weekend. What happened was the the broad. The, we were trying to broadcast the games at a higher quality um, uh, of uh, bandwidth, and uh, the internet was not strong enough uh, to take that bandwidth, and that uh, resulted in the stream to the first game dropping constantly. Uh, we had to drop the quality for the second game due to the lack of signal strength. So that was the official line on that. That's what happened. We did drop the quality of it for the second half uh, and there was no issues with the broadcast then and the second game went out perfectly as well so just for anybody who did have a problem uh, I know that it's a paid service so if you do want to just drop a line to column at sportego.ie he will deal with any um, um, I suppose complaints or anything that you want. Teething to, problems. Yeah, need teething, happen, it, yeah, that that's basically it. It was just teething problems. But it is it's it's, it's a wonderful um service to have, hopefully that is all the the little problems ironed out and going forward it will um, be brilliant but don't forget download the app get your name into the competition a couple of more results there from the last week the All-County Football League Division 3 final between Oldcastle and Trim saw Oldcastle win on a scoreline of 2-9 to Trim's one goal and nine and a good friend of mine uh, I used to work with him Packy Kevin was playing in goals for Oldcastle he's a stalwart in the Oldcastle club he's involved at uh, uh, selector and trainer and everything and still playing a bit of ball and it's great to see Paddy Kevin um, still involved with Old Castle. Then to move on, we have a result in then from the Leinster Intermediate Championship, uh, the Ladies Club Championship, and that saw Dunboyne winning on a scoreline of seven goals and 12 to Rahaniska's uh, four goals and seven. That's Rahaniska of Leash. Uh, they are now through to the final and they will play the All-Ireland uh, t- 2016 All-Ireland Junior Champions St. Moors and funnily enough Dumboyne were the 2015 All-Ireland Junior Champions so that's going to be a cracker of a final between those two uh, clubs Dumboyne and St. Moors of Dublin um, we'll move it on a little bit more now we'll go on to a little bit of hurling I suppose um, the AIB Leinster Junior Hurling uh, quarter-final we'll see Navin O'Mahony's taking on John Locke of Kilkenny and that's on this Saturday at 2pm in Paddy O'Brien Park at Navin O'Mahony's in Navin um, this is a game that Navin O'Mahony's are going to be up against it but this is where they can pit themselves and really see how good Navin O'Mahony's are they did beat uh, a team from Edwardstown uh, last night or last yeah, week yeah. Tones of Edwardstown Longford last week and um, that was down in Edwardstown and uh, they get a home home venue for this tough ask against John Locke of Kilkenny?
1: It is, and it's very hard to know what uh, the Kilkenny champions, you know, how good they actually are. But when you mention the word Kilkenny and you mention Hurling, there's your answer. You know, John Locke's uh, from Calland. uh, Traditionally, a very good side over the years. Uh, They've had a number of famed uh, hurlers uh, with them particularly probably their best known uh, John Power magnificent hurler uh, so th- they'll be coming up and but I don't think Navin and Mahoney's, you know they they won't be you know they won't be there just for the day out you know it's a great it's great to have um, Leinster hurling in Paddy O'Brien Park you know and uh, Navin and Mahoney's will be ready To Mahlis have, have some very very good hurlers yeah absolutely you know? Uh, (laughs) And I have to
0: mention as well, um, I was caught out last week when I mentioned substitute coming on for Navin O'Matney's Colin O'Rourke I says they've got some good youth coming through the team mm. uh, in particular Colin O'Rourke came on and I found out from my nephew Shane Crosby he rang me up after listening to the podcast to let me know that Colin O'Rourke is in his 30s well Colin I just want to let you know you don't look a day over 23 so you don't and uh, Yeah but if you're only in
1: your early 30s in comparison to Dolly Murphy you're young so you're right it's a bit of youth. But
0: Shane agreed with me that he has some speed for a man in his 30s He an absolute live wire, and
1: uh, you know he's he's a great addition to Navan to come off the bench. Yeah, but look, they're not too bad. Navan omahonys are not too bad. You've in the middle of the field, you know you've. Uh, Jake Regan, Jake is an excellent hurler. If Jack Walsh, who was involved with the county panel over the last year, Mikey Kelly, plenty of experience, uh, also has some, you know, involvement with the county uh, over the years. And then you have Paddy Skehan, magnificent free taker and a great hurler, with wonderful enthusiasm. Uh, you know, the local character here in Avon, he just loves hurling. He does, you know, indeed. the Clare man. So he has all of that going for them. Uh, as you said, Shane Crosby, you know. Shane, has, he has all the experience required. So, you know, James Burke, who, their manager, he, he has great passion for the game as well. So, they'll give John Locks plenty to think about. Don't you worry about well, that. Well,
0: talking to you off air, uh, you gave me a couple of names that are synonymous with John Locks of Kilkenny. Richie Kelly, Joe Mansfield, John Power, Shane Chalky Byrne and Martin, the outlet, Power. Like... They are huge names in hurling. They are household names throughout the country. That's the club that Navan are coming up against. They won't be coming up against many of them players
1: now. So they no, won't. They, won't. they won't. They won't. They won't. They don't have players of, of that particular quality. But you know, it just shows you the caliber of club we're talking about, though. It is. They right, produce yeah, players well, of that. There's quality. no such thing as a bad hurling club in Kilkenny. They love. They live for hurling and Kilkenny. You know, and that's that's the number one game down there, and that's what they concentrate on. But I'm I'm still not ruling Navan out of this game. Oh, absolutely not. No. are they're a good physical side. You know they're back in the senior ranks now. You know this game means a lot to them, particularly in Paddy O'Brien Park. So. I'm looking forward to it yeah and, and Richie Hogan
0: playing in the back line wearing number 14 is always a, a really really good it's was a good way to play in the back line with number 14 done right you know? <laughs> it's, it's very confusing <laughs> yeah. for the opposing team but as I well was looking at uh, hurling and football over the last few years it's not un, uh, unknown to happen because uh, it, it, a lot of people are playing sweepers and stuff like that now between hurling you and have, football but you uh, the
1: All-Ireland champions are Galway and if you just look at the, uh, the, the selectors there Liam Craig a great Galway man and Garrett Cummins one of their selectors also a great connections to that so have hurling there in their blood they know what this is all about they definitely do and we'll move on to a bit of Camogie now and it was uh, the
0: um, (coughs) Mead uh, Champions Kilmessen playing in uh, the Leinster Junior uh, Camogie and they beat Knockna Anna um, in the the first round there, in the Leinster Camogie, on a scoring of four twenty three to one three, huge win for the girls from Kilmessan. And next up for them is the Kildare Intermediate Champions, and that's Leakslip, and that's going to be played next Sunday. It's away in Kildare, and the venue is to be confirmed. But uh, we wish the girls there from Kilmessan's Camogie team all the best in in that. I suppose. Uh, that's the club scene, really
1: uh, and truly. Uh, there was just one more game that you might mention, and uh, well, you can. It's for the Please. Leinster club championships. There are mid teams and involved in football, as we, we were talking about the um, junior hurling. But uh, mid till after the magnificent win, uh, They've come. They're, I'm, I'm sure they've recovered. They'll be playing uh, Glen Emmets, and that game is now in the Gaelic grounds in Drogheda at 2 o'clock on Saturday. So that should be quite a game, Glen Emmett and Hill. Yeah. 2 o'clock Gaelic Grounds. Yeah, so anybody who's available on Saturday get down to uh, Gaelic
0: uh, um, Grounds in, in, in Drogheda for that game between... The Mead Junior Champions, Mead Hill, and the Junior Champions from Loud. That's Glenn Emmett's and today that, uh, that is a, a good a good opening game for uh, Mead Hill in in the uh, Leinster Junior Championship. It's it's not a walkover or an easy one by any means at all. Um, and I suppose the history between Loud and Mead over the last number of years is really going to make that one even even more. Um,
1: uh, more of a big game oh yeah it's all great rivalry between clubs and Mead and Loud of course they will we know different here uh, Mead Hill they're all on a high after their achievements but uh, once they go into that dressing room and put that jersey on them again this, when they go out there in the Gaelic grounds they'll know that they're representing their club and representing County Mead so yeah, you know what that means. It definitely is an attractive <laughs> tie anyway,
0: so it is. And best of luck to Meade Hill, who we know will bring colour, crowd, noise and passion to that game on Saturday in, in Um Yes, yeah, so now we'll move on, as I was going to say, to the National Football League fixture plan for 2018. Meade playing, obviously, in the Division 2 of the National Football League. And it's a tough division this year. It has to be said, Cavan, Clare, Cork, Down, Louth, Mead, Tipperary and Roscommon all in Division 2. A lot of those teams have played in Division 1 in the last number of years. But the first game for Mead is is a toughie. It's Roscommon away, the current Connacht champions for 2017. They had a poor um, or sorry two thousand and seventeen National Football League, uh, finishing bottom of Division One with one win. Their win on the last day against Cavan, um, but it's not an easy opener uh, to go down to Hyde Park when it's Common for me.
1: No, certainly not. And uh, I remember us going down there a few years ago. Um, we were a little bit unfortunate, actually, uh, when we arrived at the ground. And it was uh, snowed off, and I I just have felt that at that the meat team that was going out that particular day were 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 up were really ready for uh, Roscommon you know uh, Mick O'Dowd who was the manager at the time had his team ready but unfortunately the game was snowed off and it was a number of weeks uh, later that, that game was actually free fixed and I think he picked up a number of injuries in the matches in between it so these are these are the things that you know you can't do anything about you know so I'm not suggesting that there'll be any snow or anything in Roscommon <laughs> when we go down but it's the first round that's what I'm saying and uh, we look forward to it. Roscommon, another great year, you know, for them. Um, it didn't in quite a work out. different year. In you know? a different year, when mm.
0: they finished, uh, okay, they finished the league on a high with a win, mm. but having lost six previous games, a win against Cavan set them up for their championship, and then they go on and win Connacht, and then we're within uh, a minute or two of beating Mayo in in, in the qualifiers. Or I think it was the quarter final. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, uh, okay, then the replay. They they got well beaten, but Roscommon, they have some quality footballers.
1: They do, but they've always produced wonderful footballers in Ruscommon. You know they always have, and uh, this year I I would say they'd be happy enough. They're, you know winning the connaught kind of title, uh, you know means an awful lot to them. You know they haven't done that for a long time either, so I think that's something to build on. And it, again, that'll be quite a challenge to, to start off for. Our manager, you know, Andy, he'll know what's required going down there, you know.
0: Yeah, well, Andy McIntyre will be uh, a year in the job and a year wiser. Um, It's going to take him a a, a bit of a time to find his feet and and get the right players and get the right system in play for me. The second game will be at home to Clare. The following game will be away to Cavan. That'll probably be a Saturday night uh, game um, under lights in, in Kingsman Brefney. Away then, again, two games away. So three of their opening four games are away, which is not going to be easy. It's away to Tipperary. Again, a team on the rise. Magnificent team, actually. Yeah, magnificent team. Mm. Really are some quality footballers. Then it's at home to Cork, away to Loud, and then the last day is home to Down. And Down
1: seemed to be a bogey team for me over the last couple of years. To do, yeah. And, you know... We lost to them up there. They weren't actually going well, and then suddenly, all of a sudden, they produced this. Hadn't won a game in 13 games, uh, I believe. Yeah, something like that, you know, and then they produced this great Saturday night performance, and well done to them. But I think there's one significant thing about all of those teams, you know, every one of them are in transition, you know. That's why it's Division 2. They're building, all of those are building, they're building towards something. So you wouldn't really know what to expect in any of those particular games. You know, there was a time and say, ah oh, yeah, we'd win all of those. But that that's not the way it is now. You know. So we have to be confident that you know our transition, we've a lot of experienced players, the like Graham Rileys and Donald Kogans and all those. You know they're another year older. They'll be able to carry a lot of the younger lads that will be coming into the panel. You know I don't know who's which younger lads, but I presume that's the way it's going to be for the National League. And that, but uh, as you, you have to look to say that these are the games we want to be winning those games, and everyone in County Meath wants to play in uh, Division One and. I gives us uh, a fair chance of getting promoted out of that division next year.
0: Yeah, looking at it, there's four of those teams that have played Division One football in the last two years. Um, that's Roscommon,
1: Cork, Cavan, and Down. Um, well, we, you know, we we, sh- we weren't a better team against Cork last year, um, down in Cork City, and uh, you know, we you wouldn't really know where they are uh, going to be this year. Um, who they'll bring on to the panel, so the great footballers in Cork. So, you don't know, um, but we have a home fixture against them, so you'd have to yeah. give yourself some sort of a chance S- of you know, Speaking of home
0: out. games, the first four games, as I said already, three of them are away. Away to uh, Roscommon, away to Cavan, away to Tipperary, but our second game will be at home to Clare. And, Again, none of them easy games. You know, going down no, to going down to Tipperary, going down to Kingspan, or going down to Hyde Park. Well, it mightn't be in Hyde Park for Roscommon; it could be um, uh, in their second county field.
1: Um, but you know, again, nothing easy there. No, there's nothing easy, but that's what you want in the national league. You don't want a national league comp- competition where you're going to win every game's easy. The national league league has become very, very important. Much more now. It's it's the platform in which you build your teams for your championship. So you know it's a very important year for us next year. And it's become even more important with the
0: announcement of the super eights. Um, you know, and you know the super eights are. It's the the new system that they're bringing in for quarterfinal on in, in, in the All-Ireland Championship. But you look at that, you look at through the, through the divisions and there's eight in each division. And it's kind of looking at the, the Division 1 teams and and somebody maybe not getting through to it. And, it's, and a couple of teams to sneak into that um, Super 8. So getting into Division 1 is crucial for any team to progress in the
1: All-Ireland Championship now. Well, it's the motivation, but in reality, you know, Michael, all teams find their level. So no matter what we call the competitions, the quality of the teams will be playing. You know, the Super 8s, the top eight, eventually will arrive there. And that's what's going to happen. So for us, our priority would be next year. I would imagine, I'm only saying this as a supporter, I'm quite sure um, Andy and all those, they'll have their own views on it. But uh, a very strong performance in Division 2 next year um, I predict, will happen.
0: Yeah, it would be great to see. Um, you know, really, as I said, it's 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 imperative going forward that you get up to Division 1 and play against the top teams in the country because that's how you better your, your own style of play is playing against the better teams um, and that makes you a better team. And And I suppose we, we do want to be reaching the, the Super 8s, as I said. And, and, and I know I was making a comparison between Division 1 and the Super 8s and... The way it is with the Super 8s, you're looking at the majority of Division 1 teams getting into that, and there will be a couple of other teams, maybe two, maybe three, sneaking into the Super 8s. Well, in the the last
1: couple of years, of course, that's what it's going to be. Um, We just have to see where we we are at, and um, we'll get a chance fairly quickly to actually see um, where Andy and his particular uh, panel are at. We'll see who he actually has on it, because uh, the Auburn Cup... The accident competition for the Leinster Council. It's likely to start on uh, the weekend of the 30th of December. Uh, so you even before the new year. Yep. You will have a, a chance to to see who's on the panel, who's new, who's going to make it, you know, and that type of thing. So look, we're always excited at this time of the year. We haven't our county finals quite over yet, but we're still looking forward to uh, 20. 18 with enthusiasm yeah well, the, uh, I suppose I suppose the reason, meat, I suppose the reason you know?
0: why I 'm bringing it up is, is uh, as well is because we do have our intermediate final coming up next weekend we had semi-finals of the senior championship played last weekend, intermediate semi finals the week before and we had a couple of other championship finals played. We do have the senior championship final coming up in two weeks, and that is a chance for players. To showcase their ability for the likes of Andy McEntee and the management team of of of, uh, uh, of the Mead Senior Team, mm. to to uh, get themselves into that squad for the McKenna Cup and and. I suppose looking at it think yourself.
1: Think of the Cavan man coming out you know McKenna Cup. But oh, sorry, we, yeah, we, the O'Byrne Cup. <laughs> we stick to the O'Byrne Cup period. That's all right. With I you, meant you to know say. I, I, yeah, I, I understand, understand. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, yeah. the O'Byrne. Yeah. It's it,
0: it, it's that competition though. The O'Byrne Cup, yes. uh, the, the January competition, if you want to call it that, because that's basically. Yeah, what it it,
1: is. look, the O'Byrne Cup is also. Uh, uh, it uh, is well,
0: my point though. Was have you seen anybody yourself that you think think out of all those teams that we've seen over the last three four weeks in semi finals and 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 quarterfinals. finals have you seen anybody that stuck <coughs> out in any of the teams
1: well I wouldn't exactly put myself forward as as uh, somebody who would know whether a lad is good enough to play it you know and just because a lad plays good in the day you know and scores the most you might say oh well, uh, you know he's the lad to be honest but I'm going to be honest I did see um, a few players that if you were just to put me on the spot and said you know, would you give these lads a trial? Of course, I would, and I, I think Barry Dardis is well known. You know, I thought he had a fantastic four or five days. Um, you know, there's a Gallagher lad plays for your own uh, team. I think he's a very, very good footballer. So there's two, you know, that I think, you know, and I'm sure Andy has seen them and everyone else. So I'm not saying these look; he's haven't seen these two. You know, but for me, these would be the two players. You've seen, you know, we've seen Brian Conlon, uh, Brian McGrath. You know, we've we've seen all of those playing. They all know. You know, Andy knows who they are. Um, you know. Uh, I, part of me would love to see, um, and it's only the supporter in me again would love, well, to, see, no, would love to see Shane O'Rourke opinion. coming on for twenty minutes in any of our games. I'll yeah, well, be very honest. Well, he's a, just an exceptional, high quality football? He
0: is indeed, and, and unfortunately, he's plagued with injuries. And, and uh, what he does to get himself on the field, I've seen it firsthand. Is just uh, it's second to none, and the respect I have for that man is just mm. unbelievable. But unfortunately, I don't think he'd be able to commit. To the training it takes to get onto a county football field uh, with a county football team, um, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it because he's probably the best footballer that I have seen in my lifetime of playing football. A fella, my my age group, well he's not at my age group but one of the best footballers that I've played without a shadow of a doubt but look, anyway that's the National Football League fixture plan for the 2018, had a quick look over, of course we will be looking at that in more depth as we get closer to the National Football League, as you said we've got a couple of competitions left in Mead that we have to look at first before we can start talking about O'Byrne Cup and National Football League, I'll just reiterate that, the O'Byrne Cup Um, (laughs) uh, Now just to move on, don't forget
1: our hurlers will be out as well a day or two after that in the Welsh Cup, so we've a new Hurland manager, uh, Nick Fitzgerald, so there's a lot to be, you know, it's great, that's the, that's the great thing, all Ireland are all over, and that's the great thing about GEA supporters, we're already beginning to nod your minds towards... Yeah, you always have to, one you know, eye, you've yeah, always one are, eye. You know, can we achieve something and all that, so <laughs> you know, these things, and, and the draws for the championships will be tomorrow night, uh, so or uh, Thursday night, actually, and um, by the time you hear this, it'll actually be tomorrow night. But it's Thursday night the draws, and suddenly everyone's talking about the championship that game. Or are we going down there? Are we going to Port Lee? Are we going to Carlo? You know, all of those type of things. Are we going to Drogheda or Parnell Park again? So, all these things is great, and it's something to look forward to. Over the so next that's why I hope once. everyone goes out and buys their season ticket for twenty eighteen. <laughs> what a great value would it would be two hundred euros for all the games. All watch your county in every league game. Go watch your club in every game. Throwing in the old St. Patrick's Day, the club finals, what a great day is out. So that really is the best value. If you're looking for to buy a Christmas present now, I know we're only heading towards uh, November, but the season ticket is the great value. I hear people say to me, oh, it's 20 euros in or 15 euros in. We spent the three matches over the weekend. It cost me 30 euros. If you bought the season ticket, you could go to matches for three to four euros a game for the whole year. I'm telling you, well, that's where the value You've
0: heard it here first ladies and gentlemen. We haven't even had Halloween yet and Martin O'Halloran is already selling Christmas presents for everybody out there. Get out there get into that county board, buy your season ticket and uh, it's, it's a lovely little stocking for that. Yes it's available <laughs>
1: it, it'll be soon available online IE forward slash season tickets so there you are that's that's your brilliant. stock and filler. Absolutely brilliant. I have to agree, it would be a great stock and filler, and I hope that maybe someone in
0: my family is listening. <laughs> so that's the uh, football uh, and the hurling and the National Football League look. Now, we're just going to have a quick look, or a quick, uh, I suppose we should give a quick shout out to Brian Carroll and Tom Sheridan. Um, the two handballers from Mead retaining their senior softball doubles title in Crow Park two weeks ago on a winning margin of 21 16 and 21 11. Um, and what can you say about these two boys? You know, they've just done it over and over again, and uh, they really are um, the face of Mead handball, I suppose.
1: You need are fantastic. They really are. They're fantastic. We've said it here last week, we're going to say it again. You know, I look forward, we're going to have a feature uh, with them, an interview with uh, Tom in the uh, county final programme, the senior football final programme, and we are looking forward to talk to them. You know, they don't, they don't get the recognition they deserve, and I'm going to be honest about that. You know, these are top-class athletes. They work very, very hard, and they're on top of their game. So, you know, congratulations on their recent success, and I wish them every success in the future. Absolutely, uh, absolutely brilliant to see them retaining their um, their title in the
0: senior um, softball doubles in Crow Park. Um, I suppose that, that wraps it up for another week. Uh, just to, to remind you, not to forget. Get in and uh, download that app and make sure you send your email and the whole lot when you're uh, downloading the app. And all of the people who download the app will be in uh, a competition to win two tickets to the Fairy Hill Steel Senior Championship final. We're announcing the winners next uh, Tuesday on the podcast. Um, as well, uh, stay tuned over the next few weeks because we will be having that exclusive interview with Connor Nash, the Mead ex-mead footballer, ex-mead minor footballer, uh, Simonstown footballer, and of course, AFL um, uh, The from Hawthorns, He's uh, on their books at the minute. And a great lad. Stay tuned for that interview. But until next week, it's thanks for listening. And uh, don't forget, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.
1: Thank you. <laughs>